Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Change Your Subconscious Mind. (laughs) I love this episode. There's so much good stuff inside. For anybody like me who kept hearing the information that you need to change something at the subconscious level, but you just didn't even know how to go about doing that, this episode is for you. Let's get right into it, guys. Thanks for joining me. 2024 guys i'm so excited a new year fresh start ah i'm like a little kid at christmas when it comes to new years and resolutions and i know some people kind of poo poo it but i am all about a day that as a collective we decide to have a fresh start new beginning leave the past behind us it's so refreshing so (laughs) you'll have to pardon my excitement around the new year i get a little bit ridiculous but i love it like I, i get fired up every year and i'm sorry if i sound like i'm in a wind tunnel i don't know why that echo seems to be today but I'm not even worried about it. It's 2024. (laughs) Don't sweat the little stuff, right? Leave it in the past. And how do you go about changing if you've always been somebody who's just hyper-focused on certain things and you're like, oh, I need to change this about myself, but I don't know how. What do the experts say? They say it's a subconscious program. You need to change it at the subconscious level, the unconscious mind. What the heck does that mean? (laughs) Does anybody want to know? Because the mind is amazing. The mind, there's a conscious mind and there's a subconscious mind. The conscious mind is the mind that's constantly thinking, thinks it's in charge, thinks it's boss, and it's not. The subconscious programming is that underlying message that is coming in at you on a constant. And if you can't change the subconscious, You cannot change your world. You can't change your behavior patterns. You're just stuck. You're you. You're not growing. You're not evolving and changing and resoluting. (laughs) So how the heck do we go about changing the subconscious mind? I know last season I touched on this, um, especially when I started doing some research around sleep. I know I've talked to you guys about this before, but for those of you who are new to this channel and like, let me just get into a little bit about it. So (laughs) the subconscious mind is not super easy to access when we are, you know, multitasking our thoughts and all over the place, like on our to-do lists and racing around in a day. You need to get into a sort of delta state of mind. The You know, right before you fall asleep and you're like awake, but you're almost asleep and it's like meditation, right? That's the state that you need to be in to make some subconscious changes which is where hypnotherapy comes in, which is why, guys, I'm going to be a certified hypnotherapist by the end of this month, probably. I think it's the end of this month. Yeah. Wow. How are we in January? Well, at any rate, I'm very excited to be releasing some programs coming up. For those of you listening today, um, I'll let you know later how you can grab access to that because let me tell you, when I first learned about this subconscious stuff, the most frustrating thing to me was I fully understood it and embraced it, but how the heck do I change it? Like, I want to change it. Now give me the how-to, you know? (laughs) It's like getting it and then like knowing how to improve that state of mind was really where I was having a hard time sort of grappling with. Like, don't tell me that there's a way to do it and then have it just out of my reach, you know? I wanted to make those changes, so we're going to get into that later. But for now, let's just get a little bit more into like what's going on here. So if you think about it, your conscious mind can only hang on to like somewhere between five to nine different things and sort of juggle, right? When we think of like 
being aware of a conversation you're having, something going on over in the corner, um, you know, like something rubbing up against your leg, all these things at the same time. Like, I honestly think that five to nine is a stretch for the most people. Like, I, I mean, I think of my children and my goodness, I'm not sure we can do more than one task fully without our full attention on it. You know, this multitasking conscious brain doesn't function all that well. <laughs> But if you look at the subconscious mind, there's millions upon millions of things at that level. And so it's almost like your conscious mind sees all those things in your subconscious and it just zeroes in and focuses on like one thing from that, you know, pool. And then it just like sort of highlights that. So when you want to affect the subconscious mind, this is why I say sleep is vital, guys, because if you are somebody who... It, when you're in that sort of just before you drift off state, your mind is in a constant state of worry. Guess what you're feeding your subconscious mind? It's like setting yourself up for a disastrous day the next day, you know? And then some people who head hits the pillow and boom, they're out because they have just overdone all day to bury their problems and like, you know, distract themselves from them. And then they're exhausted when their head hits the pillow and they immediately pass out they kind of skip over that time frame too. So it's like whatever they had going on that day is what they can expect the next day. And they're stuck in a rut of a, this pattern repeat over and over and over. So some of us just need to start with incorporating a meditation practice into your every day. You know, so I'm just watching this little moth or whatever it is right outside my window right now. It's up so high. I guess I never realized how high in the sky these things flew. That's crazy. Sorry. Little distraction. <laughs> Isn't it a funny thing? Like, it's freezing cold right now in New Hampshire. Uh, not really the temperature when you would expect to see this little moth coming, like, I don't know, from where to where, but way in the sky. That was wild. Maybe it's a symbol. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> Here we go. So um, <laughs> that was a good distraction. <laughs> see, see what just happened there? My conscious mind just boop. And look, a butterfly. No. <laughs> but um, all right, so back to it. So what we want to do is find ways like the meditative practice and a daily experience, like um, even just sitting and relaxing, guys. How often in your day do you take like a mind break, you know, just sit for a second with your thoughts, you know, or sit without your thoughts even better, right? That's when you're really in the meditative state versus letting your thoughts run wild because that's your conscious mind. So letting all that go and just dropping in, drop into your body a little bit, get grounded. And so when you do that, that's where you can influence that subconscious program. And so that's what we really want to get at, right, is stop rerunning these awful messages that you might have been fed in your childhood, that you're not good enough, that it's too much work, that um, you're always going to get so close and then fail. All these pre-recorded messages, they replay. Even if your conscious mind says, no, that's not true, your subconscious is like, oh, heck yeah, it is. Look, remember this memory? Remember this memory? You know, it's like it keeps trying to say, oh no, there's been a pattern and, and I've held on to that and now this is going to be your belief system. So tell yourself whatever you want, but I'm going to keep telling, showing you this program. And so you really need to find ways to get into that place and change the narrative, right? Let's reprogram this. And then when you can do that, it's like the best therapy in the world because you've almost like recreated your childhood, 
forget the Freud stuff. Forget what, you know, we don't have to go back and relive traumas. Um, so my, one of my mentors and really like the person I'm learning my hypnotherapy practice from is a man named Paul McKenna. And he recently used the analogy and I just loved it of like with, with the Freudian um, perspective, it's almost like somebody just broke their leg by falling down the stairs. And in order to sort of help heal them, you're just going to continuously throw them back down the flight of stairs. <laughs> you know, we like to relive this trauma and hope that they come out of it with a different perspective almost, you know, it's kind of a, a humorous way of looking at it, but it is in the sense, the old practice or way and this new way of doing hypnotherapy, let me first say is not watching the pendulum swing. It's none of that. Nobody's clucking like chicken or anything. You're just getting into a nice deep state of relaxation where that subjective piece, there's just a, a way to bypass, you know, the conscious mind trying to re-give you the same information over and over again and get to the level of where there's this belief system forming from your subconscious. Uh, and so it's a beautiful way to gain access to it. It's a beautiful way to calmly have the experience of rewriting a past narrative. Uh, nobody wants to have to relive a trauma to work through it. And really, you don't have to. What we're aiming to do is to fade it into the background, drain it of its color, drain it of all of its energy, strip the energy away from the memory, not enhance it by putting our focus on it, because what do I always say? What we water grows. What we pay attention to gets bigger. So that's not what we want to do. We instead want to take these negative past experiences that are at the level of our subconscious and strip away their power. Give the power to the positive things. So in doing this, guys, when we take the power away from these old past traumas and memories, you have the ability to then place focus on the good stuff. And when you do that, again, what you water grows, <laughs> and placing that focus on all of the really good stuff helps to future project, helps to paint the new narrative for where you're headed and it makes it a much more beautiful scene because now when you look at your future, you're seeing it paved through the way of past positive memories. It's like saying, I didn't have that bad childhood. I had this wonderful childhood. Look at all these great memories from my childhood. And then by placing the focus on all the good things that happened, your future self is now able to draw from that pool and go, wow, good things do happen to me. Every time I'm close to a goal, I do hit it. Every time I'm starting to feel lousy, something great comes up because it can pull from that because you've highlighted it. And so now when that spotlight drops back into our past experience to search for something to put its light on and, and put into focus, it's going to be drawing from a pool of really good memories. All the bad ones have faded away into the darkness, right? So it is incredibly powerful. And I can't even help but like, redo this with my children all the time now and just like I don't even think they know I'm doing it half the time but <laughs> if you can find a way to have a childhood experience be fully highlighted along the path of all the great things because there's a lot of great things that happen in everybody's childhood it just is I'm not gonna allow you to say no you don't understand what my childhood was like because there's always good things to draw from there's always that one great memory of the person who did take notice 
of the great experience that did happen, that one Christmas you did get a gift that you really wanted, or the one time that somebody offered you a hand when you fell down. Whatever it is, there are some good things. It's just when your mind is so used to looking for the negative experiences to validate your negative thoughts, right? It starts there. So your conscious mind goes like, okay, so I'm gonna use my, um, my relationship friends here because I've got a lot of people within my, my client-only Facebook group who are trying to find the next relationship after losing their soulmate. So we talk relationships all the time and I hear this constant like, yeah, but there's just no good ones out there anymore. What, did, what was the comment somebody said the other day about there's um, an old-fashioned an old-fashioned woman is impossible to find these days or something to that effect. Like these are, whatever you speak, there is some subconscious program around. So just take notice of some of the things you'll say as statement of fact, you know? All the good ones are taken. Um, everybody's a scammer. Uh, everyone's a catfish these days. I've heard um, dating sites are like, um, what did they say? Like a said something like trying to fish at, at night without a without bait or I don't anyway you get in the point like you already have it in your head so there it is there's your outcome if you if you're gonna look now at what your future holds it's not gonna hold anything good it's always gonna be the repeated pattern of coming so close and then a failure all those things so <laughs> we have to change the narrative and it, I don't know why people love to repeat and do over and over again the same thing and fail and then repeat again and fail and just further reinforce that they are right and that this is the way that it is. Why would you want that? Right? That is the absolute definition of insanity, of doing it again and again to reinforce this poorly planted seed. <laughs> Stop it. Let's plant some new seeds. See what grows. I just recently saw a picture, I think it was on Facebook, of um, and it was a post about something about not underestimating the power of just planting the seed because this tree had grown up through a boulder. It was amazing and really powerful in terms of like getting your brain to see what is possible. And guys, I'm so sorry I'm swallowing and breathing heavy and stuff today. I have a definite cold I'm fighting. <laughs> um, we went from a very healthy bunch to um, visiting family at the holidays who had strep to um, getting home and finding out that other family we had visited had COVID to like all of us came down with this cold. And thank goodness for a vacation week because we're just laying low and going nowhere. But I'm struggling a little. So I do apologize if I sound less than 100. <laughs> I am less than 100 today, but my energy is at 1,000, and so we're going to roll with this anyway. <laughs> and I have so many great things to talk about along this line of subconscious because, man, I don't know about you guys, but once I knew my subconscious was running my program, I was like, let's get this thing in. <laughs> let's get it in proper order. Stop messing up my life, subconscious mind. We're about to do this right, right? I want you to start showing me evidence of the possibility of the, you know, sheer amazingness that this world has to offer. And of course, I'm not some exemption to that. You know, I'm not, a, I'm, I don't know if I said that right, but I'm not exempt. You know, that I am part of this collective that has all this possibility at my 
fingertips. And my past has shown that I am a winner. I'm a succeeder. I'm somebody who has a lot to offer. I'm somebody who will be um, successful in what I undertake. So why the heck was I focused on every time that I fell? Every time I got knocked down? And I didn't think I was. I was a positive person. But telling yourself positive thoughts is not the same as a deep-rooted belief in the subconscious level of that this is actually fact. You know, that's a whole different level of belief. Is when it's like, I have this past experience within my own life that I can draw from all of these examples of it being amazing. Because unfortunately, our mind really wants to focus on fear and risk. You know, it likes safety and it likes um, consistency and it likes nothing out of the norm because anything out of the norm is scary and it's something to fear. And so I'm going to protect the body from this. I'm going to protect the mind from this. That's just the way that we're, our bodies are programmed. So the only way to change it, we can't erase the past, but we can certainly fade some of that stuff into the background of our mind and highlight the heck out of all the amazing things because those examples are in there as well. And then by doing that, it has changed the pool. Nobody, you know, your mind is not going to, as it's searching with that spotlight through the subconscious memories and thoughts and things, it is not going to stop and focus on something that's small and tiny and faded to black and white. It is going to go, whoa, look at that memory. That's big and bold and wow, what's that? And then that's what it focuses on. So what do I want to be enticing it with? What, what do I want? Good thoughts, right? reinforcement of the exact problem I'm having. So if my problem is like, every time I come close, I fail. What's the opposite of that? Every time I put in a little effort, it just happens for me, right? So that's what I want to look for. So what examples of that do I have in my history? Oh my gosh, I have so many examples of that. Like of times where I was just like, I had this big goal and the second I even thought of it, it just came to be like, I didn't even have to really work for it. It came with ease. I have examples of that in my past. I need to find those memories. I'm using hypnosis now to bring those to the forefront and to fade the other stuff back and out. And now look what happened. I believe that every undertaking that I have right now, whatever it is, it's going to happen with ease and fast and beautiful and better than I imagined because I have examples from that in my past that are highlighting the future for me. They're showing me that it's not only possible, it's impossible not to happen because every time in the past that I got into the similar situation, look what happened. Greatness, right? So this is how it works. Now in the second half of the show, I really want to get into hypnotherapy a little bit more and actual treatments around like what can you do what can you know somebody who's got a certification in hypnotherapy how could they help you what's that even look like because it kind of sounds terrifying and nobody wants to be like I said quacking like ducks or you know acting a fool and guess what this is the beautiful part I'll give you a little uh spoiler alert is that you get to remain in control you don't have to worry about how you're going to behave under hypnosis you can come out of it whenever you want and be fully in control of yourself. If there's emergency around you, your brain knows to come out of this hypnotic state and to be fully alert and back to yourself again. It's not putting you into some kind of zombie state where you could say anything, do anything. 
it's just getting you relaxed, guys. And who doesn't need a little of that in their day? <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. And listen to this ad because I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what I'm going to be doing. So of course, once I learned about hypnotherapy's amazing superpowers to change the subconscious mind, I had to get in on it. <laughs> if there's a treatment out there, I want to know how to do it. This is something that for me was a no-brainer. I knew I could use it in my personal life. I knew my clients could benefit from it. So I decided to get certified. And so I've already seen so many overwhelming just immediate transformations that I couldn't be more excited about this. Of everything that I've ever done in my life, this has been the most powerful thing and it's helping people on a level that is gonna change their entire future. So let me just start by saying, so excited. I'm glad you're with me on this journey because hearing this podcast tells me that you're gonna have access. You'll be able to get all of the updates on where I'm at, when I'm releasing programs. You guys can always reach out to me. I will drop a link today in the podcast description with my email so you can send me one to say hey get me on your list because once you are releasing these programs i want in on it because any of my early people anybody who reaches out before i've actually dropped the program you're going to get some bonus stuff so i will drop my email in there so you can let me know keep me in the know um and maybe i can even get you guys subscribed so that way you'll get all the updates right into your um, email box <laughs> like let's do this the right way i want to make sure if you guys want the access to it you have it and let me just say the programs are going to range from anything from phobias and um, addictions to, you know, changing some past bad memories that just seem to haunt your present to um, relationship help to grief. I mean, you all know that grief is sort of my specialty and relationships are kind of the next thing that I am moving into in this new phase. But I love every single one of these techniques and every single one of these sessions is fire. So, I mean, I've personally had it work on myself to overcome so many different things. I've seen my son go from gagging at the mere smell of strawberries to like he can eat strawberry things now. It's just it's overwhelming and amazing what in a 20 minute session even can be accomplished. So. I want you all to know I will drop all kinds of information in today's podcast description. So if you're interested, make sure you don't miss it. I want to make sure that you stay in the know on this. All right, guys, back to the show. There's quite a few things that turn me off from the old traditional views of therapy, hypnotherapy included. Um, I'm telling you right now, therapy is wonderful and so many people would benefit from it. But unfortunately, these stigmas people have connected to it, keep them from getting the help they need. And sorry guys, am I cold? <laughs> so stuffy today. And unfortunately, I think that there are the nuggets of benefit um, get widely shoved aside because of people's own um, mindset just around what they expect. And so I just wanna bust some of those preconceived notions of hypnotherapy. Um, First, you don't have to be lying on anybody's couch. You don't have to, you just have to be relaxed, sit in a chair, whatever, be comfortable. The more comfortable you are, the better this is gonna work. Um, and you don't have to be in an office, you know? You don't have to come into my office and physically be sitting there in person with me anymore. How beautiful is that? So you can do it on your own time. That's amazing. But there's no swinging pendulum, guys. There's no getting very sleepy. <laughs> None of it. It's just not a thing. I don't know when it was a thing. I'm sure it was at some point, yes. Um, but at this point, this is not the way of the future and the way that it's being done. As a matter of fact, it is so simple. 
and so just calming no matter what what's the worst thing that could happen you're going to be in a relaxed state for the rest of your day you're going to feel nice and you know calm it'll get rid of some you know maybe stress that you were carrying with you but there's no lack of control there's no um you know i'm sitting here uncomfortable as somebody's asking me to relive my problems and i'm gonna have to talk about all of these tough things with a perfect stranger you don't even have to tell me like that's the best part guys is that you don't have to tell the hypnotherapist working with you what all your biggest baggage is in order to change it that is so impressive to me because i think that's what keeps a lot of people from seeking help and getting the help they need because if i have to take my deepest darkest stuff that i don't even nobody wants to breathe it to like another human being right let alone a perfect stranger let alone having to even admit it to yourself maybe. And you don't have to. You know, that is the beauty of this, is that you don't have to do that to yourself. Um, I've been working with people for years as a physical therapist on processing stuff. And that is because things that are in your mind that stress you out can cause physical pain within your body. That connection is so obvious and so immediate that I've worked with people who have repressed stuff that um, in obsession of just physical therapy, guys, physical therapy, we're able to release all kinds of emotional stuff. Um, it's crazy. And it really is. There's all kinds of techniques. I won't get into it too much on this episode. Maybe I'll do one coming up. Um, it's in my program for those of you who really just need to know because you have physical pain that you know comes from an emotional place. Um, I do have a, a program for the grieving that actually gets into it in large part, but the reality is if you have something that you're hanging on to and you're swallowing it down, don't be mistaken to think that it is not affecting you because it's very much affecting you. Um, and so when we're doing hypnotherapy, you can see changes in your physical body in your spiritual self, and your emotional self, like all of it, these layers are all affected because the subconscious mind runs all of it. All of it. Isn't that really amazing? But think of yourself as energy. Again, if we're energy, of course it affects it. Because energetically speaking, at our very foundation, if it's flawed, I hate to say it that way, but it's true, because what was it? It was all this false information we were given as children? You're not good enough? Yeah, that's flawed. You are good enough. You were given everything at birth. It was your birthright to be anything you want to be. So yeah, any information you were fed along the way that led you to believe you were less than, it's flawed. And we need to change that program because it's broken. It is broken. When people say, I'm not, I don't feel whole or I'm broken right now, they might be. Hear what they're saying. Like, we all want to pump them up and go, no, you're not broken. No, no, you know, we all have our experiences and whatever. We try to change the narrative because it's bad self-talk. But if you really listen to what they're saying, they're telling you what fundamentally is wrong with them. They are broken. They've been fed misinformation from the time of being a small child that now is in their subconscious program that they've carried with them into adulthood and they still believe to be fact, whether or not their mind is telling them every day, oh, you're great, you're good enough, you have everything you need, you're whole. They can say the, all those affirmations until the cows come home and guess what? They're still broken. That is the part that is hard to swallow, 
But when I really realized that my words were actually saying the statement of what I was, after I had the loss of my husband, I felt broken. I was broken. <laughs> I just had a huge reinforcement for all of this negative stuff that I already believed on some level, which was that what? Nothing amazing can last. And I got fed this huge example of it. So yeah, fundamentally, I was broken. I was now reinforcing a false truth. <laughs> false truth. You know what I mean. That was not evidence of anything factual. It was more lies being fed to my very core. But what could I see if I really, if you really want to look at loss and death and all of this, what can you really grab from that? You can grab so much good, right? That life is short, so you got to do it bold. You got to do it fun. You've got to do it fully. Don't sit in the shadows and let time pass you by because tomorrow could be your time. So I've now been able to see it for all that it offered me, all the growth that I've been able to do through that huge loss. But only when I could fade into the background, this noise of nothing good will last. It's always fleeting. Don't get yourself invested in another relationship because guess what? Eventually you're going to get hurt. Like all that needed to go away. Or how could I ever possibly imagine to have a fulfilled, full future with that feeding into my brain and me believing that if I exposed myself again, if I ever stepped out to try to have love again, that I would be hurt to my core. I could never, right? So can, I'm just using this as an example so you all can see how a, a misinformation from childhood reinforced in my adulthood was leading to this broken narrative of I would never get into a loving relationship without major hurt at the end of it. And I cannot have that be my programming because I want tomorrow to look good. I don't want tomorrow to look like fear or avoidance or all of these other things. So when people talk about these avoidant personality types or even anxious attachment, all those things, they're kind of like buzzwords right now, I feel. But um, if you really want to change those things, the subconscious level. And if you do it at the subconscious mind, it's as easy as a session. It's not, this is not like week after week of like doling out a ton of money and consistently having to go back in and schedule in a session. And no, it's not that anymore. I'm offering better than that. I'm saying, hey, I'll do a pre-recorded thing if you need to fit it into your schedule. I'm doing some one-on-one -on -one lives as well for... Some people have a lot of layers, guys. <laughs> We're all an onion, right? Some of us, it's not as straightforward as to where it came from. And some of us know that, you know, I know that there's layers to whatever. And I know my situation actually comes from this and not that. And, and if you know those things and you know it's going to take a little extra, then yeah, sometimes the one-on-one -on -one sessions live are way better. But um, the pre-recorded stuff is magical and then you can fit it in when you fit it in is all I'm saying so this isn't meant to be a big advertisement I just want to let you know that all of that is in a session like not killing your life your schedule and stuff to fit in these you know these sessions that have to happen at a certain time and place and and that's just what building more stress and how am I going to fit it in and is it going to fit in my life and then what if something comes up, I have to tell someone I have therapy and like, oh, I know all these messages. I've been there of like thinking all these things and like, do I really want that? And can I handle it myself and all this stuff? Well, I can tell you, I, I surely could have 
done some of the work myself. I did. I mean, I went in a three-year session after losing my husband from rock bottom, law of attraction style, magnetizing all kinds of crap. I mean, all kinds of crap. Even jury duty was, ugh, it was awful. Like when I attracted the worst of the worst during that time in my life, and it was because I was broken fundamentally, didn't think anything positive could come my way at that time. And I got what I believed. And I got myself from there to this optimistic place that I'm at right now. Um, and I did a lot of that without the hypnotherapy, you know, because this is just a new thing that I, within what's in September, that I started even having some of these hypnotherapy sessions. But before that, I was already running this business. I was helping coach people through their grief. So I did the work on my own and you can, it will take longer. Um, it's probably not something that everybody has within their toolbox to sort of achieve. It's not that um, I don't think you can, I know that you can. It's just, uh, you know, sort of how much you're willing to sort of do the work of like, you know, spending a lot of time on Google and <laughs> watching all these podcasts and all the stuff. Like there's a lot of medical research that had to be done and all the stuff that I did to to get myself here. I did research on sleep. I did, whew, I mean, I did a lot of self-work, a lot of self-improvement stuff. And it, it was a full-time job. I made it my full-time job. And so from that, I was able to help others. But man, if I had had this hypnotherapy earlier, I would have been... I would have saved myself all of the turmoil, you know, to get here. I would have been having less days of feeling like setback and, um, you know, having to find new ways to overcome it. The beauty was in every setback I had, I found growth. You know, I was able to see it as the universe trying to show me something that I could work on to get a little better and a little better, <laughs> you know, and then over time I was able to share all those strategies with a whole community of people. So things happen for a reason. Everybody that benefited from me doing that in that way, you know, it never would have happened if I had just self-healed with hypnotherapy right off the bat. So I'm glad that that worked out that way because I know a lot of people have benefited. So, um, you know, everything for a reason. But now that I know this hypnotherapy, I cannot wait to share it with this grief community because I've sat in awe watching, like I was telling you, Paul McKenna give a grief hypnotherapy session to a woman who could not even put her finger on a number between zero to 10 or zero to 20 of her pain. It was off the scales. She couldn't even speak. She was bursting into tears to by the end, she couldn't even give it a number because she didn't really feel the pain associated with it anymore. That experience wasn't erased. She still remembered the grief. It still was something that, you know, was like a sad thing that she didn't just, it didn't just get cut from her you know, memory, but yet she was able to be with it, with those memories, without them taking her emotionally down into the depths of, you know, grief and despair. That's huge. And for anybody who's suffering with any type of trauma or grief or anything that is bringing them to a place of like, not being able to fully function in a way that is, you know, bringing any kind of joy to your life, then you need a solution. I don't want to see anybody in 2024 who's just okay with okay. <laughs> I guess the best way to put it. Like, don't be okay with okay. I just really want my 2024 
to be success after success and positive experience after positive experience. And then anytime a negative one happens, only thing that comes from that is a little bit of growth, awareness, gratitude around what I was shown so I could fix it. And then boom, right back to the good stuff, you know? Because yeah, stuff's gonna come up. Nobody, if anybody ever tells you, oh, I can erase every bad experience from ever happening to you, what on earth? Get your money back. <laughs> no, really though, I mean, bad stuff will happen. It doesn't mean we can only be a magnet for good and nothing bad will ever come our way. We can't affect other people, right? Even if we get fully right, it doesn't mean that, you know, so-and-so is not going to make a bad choice around you and then you're going to get the consequence of their bad behavior and choices. That stuff will still come. But it's like, how will we see it? Like, will we be like, oh my gosh, I'm a magnet for bad stuff because that's what your brain's telling you is like everything that's bad always happens around me. If that's the narrative, I mean... <laughs> Look out future, because that's what you're gonna get more of, and that's awful. I refuse to let my friends around me, by the way, negative self-talk now, to the point where I'm probably pretty obnoxious. As soon as they say something like, oh my gosh, I know, I never find the right guy. Uh, stop. You never used to find the right guy. Now you are an amazing, attractive woman who has guys coming at them from all directions, and you get to pick what you want. <laughs> How about that? Like, right? Let's change that narrative. It's crazy. And it's not just lying to yourself. It's putting the focus on something that it's a fact anyway. You can always look back and find evidence to support anything you want. You know, it's like there's two sides of every coin. So if you believe this polarity of how bad things are, the opposite exists too. You've just never looked for it. You've never flipped the coin over. Guess what's on the other side? <laughs> It's so bad, or it's so good. Flip it over. What is happening? And I don't know why anybody would choose to want to continue to look for the bad in life or to expect the worst for yourself or any of that. It's, if you want different in 2024, it is time. There are treatments available now. And I'm telling you that like the, the, thing, the programs I've chosen to do are ones that I hear so consistently as a problem, air quote, um, for people. But if you can come up with a custom thing that you want me to help you change, I am willing to do that in a one-on-one -on -one session with you. Because um, some people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's not a self-worth issue, which I do have a program for. It's a... Um, you know, it's a, I need a confidence. Well, I actually have a con confidence booster too. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, if you can come up with something different and you're like, could you work on that with me? Yes. Let's do it. If you have a different, you know, if you have different words that you use that will connect better for you, or if you have a different thing in your mind that you believe is really the root of what's going on for you and you don't see that listed, let's do it. Let's come up with it. But I don't want to hear people say, oh, well, you know, like there was nothing that really spoke to me or I don't know. My problem is just things are just bad right now. I'll just have to wait. You know, things will turn around. I know they will. Can you hear that? Like, <laughs> Do you really expect that things are going to change? Because you can almost hear in someone's tone whether they believe what they're even saying. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you're in that frame of mind of thinking like you're just going to wait it out or you don't see any solutions for yourself, because everybody loves to be the exception, especially when it comes to like, hey, we're about to transform and change your life. And that sounds a little scary to some people. And so they'll make up a narrative right away and be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, most people, that'd probably be great. I'm just not somebody who gets hypnotized that easily. I don't, for whatever reason, I'm never able to kind of get there, or relax enough, or, 
you know, I'm just, I'm not easily suggestible or whatever, you know, I've heard it all, but none of that's true. Um, it isn't. And it's just, you know, if you believe any one of those things, I would welcome the challenge because I mean, I think all the more that you'll probably have a, a surprising transformation ahead of you. So reach out at the very least, use that email that I'm going to give you guys to, um, to reach out to me and let me know, let me know your thoughts on this. Let me know if there's any programs you want to make sure that while I'm in the um, creation mode, if you have something specific that you want to make sure that I, I touch on, this is your time to get in <laughs> and give me that information so I can make sure I make it nice and custom to what you want. So thanks for listening today, guys. Uh, the subconscious mind is something I could talk on for days. I love it. I've been in this field for years and years without even realizing initially at the start of my career what I was even doing. Um, and now that I've got this hypnotherapy certification in the works, I'm just like over the moon. My ability to help people is just amplified and I know how many lives this is going to change and that fires me up. So thank you all for hearing me out. Uh, I think that this is going to be the year for you. And so if you're feeling like, I don't know, every other year's, they all kind of add up to the same thing, then you need my hypnotherapy. <laughs> No, but it's going to be a great year of transformation, of busting the, the ceiling off of anything that you had as a belief system. Like, let's change it. Change the narrative. All right, guys, thanks for joining me. And I can't even wait for this whole season in 2024 of amazing podcasts. Thank you for supporting me. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, download. All those things keep me going. All right, guys, see you next time.